What's up, everybody? It is Doug Wagner from Films in Black and White, and this week we are here with a different type of ad because the sponsor of this week's episode is us. We are asking you to head over to patreon.com slash films in black and white and join our Patty family. There are such great rewards for being a member of our community, uh, like exclusive access to our live stream and even picking the movies we watch. We love having you as a listener and are so thankful you've made the decision to, to, to live and to grow with us, but would love it if you would consider joining our Patreon community because the best part of seeing a movie is the discussion with your friends and we are so excited to hear what you have to offer in terms of insight and opinion and experience. So head over to patreon.com slash films in black and white. Check out our different tiers there. Now on with the show. I, I, I'm, the, I'm the first one to say I love comic book. I love comic book movies, but we need more mm-hmm. than that in the world. You know what I mean? Oh, and for so, sure. like, if this is a space where we can create more other movies and yeah. with, you know because two things can exist at once that you For can sure have can. this and that you know what i mean you can have your cake and eat it too it's cake that's what you're supposed to do yeah um, and so like yeah I just, I'm, I'm excited maybe we'll, this is an opportunity for more you may fire when ready podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. It's Venus. (laughs) What? Okay. (laughs) I... Okay, we've been doing mouth sounds from ever since we've lost the ability to like air horn it up, and you're gonna yeah. come in here with it's, it's oh the name of the, okay now I feel the like name the name of the turtle the name of the fifth female ninja turtle in the TV show okay. is Venus in the comic it. books it's Janeka. Okay, I prefer yeah. Janeka. Venus seems like a letdown. Venus. Well, it's Venus de Milo, which I guess they were trying to stick with the artist name, so it's oh. Venus for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Okay, for anybody who's curious, we were referencing that this picture yeah. is still in our yeah. overlays, yeah. Um, and we had to talk OG about the fact. original Ninja Turtles TV show back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Or absolutely. 80s. 2000. No, it was 90s, 97. 90s, yeah, 97. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Films of Black and White. Uh, I can officially say, with yes. gusto and excitement, a happy Christmas time to everybody. Oh, I hope all of you would enjoy it. Jesus Thanksgiving Christ. is now behind us. Let the celebration of the next holiday begin. You know, uh, everybody but Doug was singing holiday cheer songs as soon as November came. Doug was the yeah. only one that was trying to stick by this this rule that you can't play Christmas music till after Thanksgiving. That is not true. My and son he's been like that has since been I was working for Doug. He's That's... always been like this. He refused to let us play Christmas man. music up front until my... after Thanksgiving. I got my principles. That's just who I am. Um, my son, however, yeah, has basically it. in in typical offspring fashion has made the decision that he doesn't give a shit what time of the year it is he's gonna sing jingle bells when he wants to so basically all of last week and then the week before he was jacked about jingle bells so at least it's not mariah carey because then i would have to have a take a knee with harrison because (laughs) hey we don't like that hey buddy we don't do that today not Not today today. not today Um, or tomorrow marcus how was your thanksgiving holiday sir 
It was pretty good. It was solid. I was literally so here's the thing: being in Verm by myself, single black man, you know, ladies, I'm out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really do anything. So I, I literally prepped a last minute meal and just decided I saw a recipe I wanted to try out and was like, you sure. know what? I'm just gonna cook for myself, uh, yeah. which is what I typically do. But I was like, um, I'm just gonna cook. I wasn't gonna cook before, and everybody mm-hmm. was kind of like, Well, you can come here if you want, or you can go there. Sure. All the plans were kind of not like real in full. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> found a recipe, went to the store, grabbed some things last minute. Um, and then I just cooked for myself, ate for myself, ate with myself. And I think I just watched some TV and that was it. So it was really, really chill. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Really, really chill here. But what about you, Doug? I know you traveled. I did travel. I went up to Minneapolis to see my folks and it was a good little trip. Um, so we got up there on Wednesday and then just kind of hung out for, um thursday friday saturday came back sunday um what was really cool about the trip and what i enjoyed is like we were able to maintain our tradition of going to see a movie on thanksgiving so we're one of those people that like every time every year like when someone pops in the turkey um our family would have usually gone to a movie to let it cook right because it's just it needs to sit in an oven for basically two hours um and so we would go and do that and this year Brittany and i were able to take harrison to a movie while harper took a nap so the three of us saw the disney movie encanto oh how was that i really enjoyed it um harrison i think kind of went in and out it is a straight up lin-manuel miranda musical like there is it it's a straight up musical but i really kind of appreciated the story behind it and it was well done i mean i don't think that that i don't think that guy can miss i'm not gonna lie to you like i think scale of in the heights to to coco i know he didn't do coco but i would say it's got more music than coco but it is not as musical as in the heights okay so a nice balance in between um and i think the story is solid um but yeah it was a lot of fun so it was cool to be able to do that um and other than that it was just kind of cool to get out and be up in the cities um and kind of take it easy so it was nice it was some good. Good R&R, which i appreciate it yeah so. that's, good. that's a good little that's a good little vacay good little break and it's good you get, that's pretty cool to keep that tradition going that's always thanksgiving yeah. movies and holiday that's like one of the i remember like i don't know there there are moments like that, that i remember going mm-hmm. to go see a movie on thanksgiving or seeing a movie on christmas eve yeah or something like when they used to do when movie theaters used to do specials like they oh were like, for sure Come on christmas eve yeah to watch this movie and that was like considered a big release right right, right, right. um so those movies always just hit different those and matinees yeah. i remember that that's how i saw toy story when it came out like yeah. i remember that like when toy story got released in theaters my family and i went to go see it and so i have some other movies that i distinctly remember seeing at that time so i remember like back when we lived in kentucky that is when wreck it ralph came out so we saw wreck it ralph like in theater on thanksgiving day so we had a lot of moments sort of like that wreck it ralph is that old now i don't think it's that old but it's just one of the i mean it's seven years old i think at this point which is still feels like a a fairly new movie which it it is but it's like it still feels like one of those you know wreck it ralph is considered i guess a classic now like a classic the first one a classic disney and movie. I think it's because the sequel came out so fast. Okay. Like we had a sequel, yeah. sequel like bam, like right away. Yeah, they so, didn't waste any time. No, not at all. So, um, but Marcus, we have a wonderful news <clears throat> episode for us to get to. But first, <laughs> yeah. we need to play yeah. catch that quotable. Catch um, it. 
And if anybody is joining us uh, today and wondering why you don't hear our, our third co-host, um, one Brian Roush is still welcoming his new baby into his family, so he's still taking some time away, and we are so happy he is doing that. Um, yeah. We got some pictures of the family we today, group chat, um, which was a wonderful addition um, to my That's day. Um, but yeah, and shout out to Maggie and Brian. Brian, Brian out there being Papa of the Year. Maggie That's out there so holding weird. shit down at the crib. That's exactly how it's going down. Yeah, um, but Marcus, it remains Black History Year. It so, is. sir, yeah. I believe last week that you went first. So how would you like things to happen this week? Uh, actually, I think you went first last week. Okay, oh, whatever. No, okay, yeah, you go first this week. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Here we go. I'm pulling up. Oh, there you go. Okay, you I got it. All right. Ready? Yep. All right. Revenge is a never is never a straight line. It's a forest, and like a forest, it's easy to lose your way, to get lost, to forget where you came in. It was a little clunky, so I'm going to read it again. Revenge is never a straight line. It's a forest. And like a forest, it's easy to lose your way, to get lost, to forget where you came in. This sounds like a warning. Yep. It sounds, you know, it, it, the first thing that I thought mm -hmm. when you read it the first time was Alfred talking to Batman, but the new in um oh in dark in Dark Knight oh when sure sure when he's talking to him and he's saying something around that yeah um, it was either about a fever or there's a fire or there's something but I don't think that this is from that but that's the first guess that I got this is clearly a warning though yes. right yes. somebody warning somebody about before you take the revenge remember this motherfucker that like you can get lost yep. um. What movie thought this could be anything? It could be anything. It could be anything. You ready for the hint? Yeah. Your hint is Samurai. Oof. Samurai? Samurai. What's the last Samurai movie? Now I'm thinking Tom Cruise and The Last Samurai. Oh um, what's the last Samurai movie? Uh, okay. Remember when Chappelle I have a guess. Do you remember when Chappelle used to do that like Mooney on movies? Yes. And he was yes. <laughs> he did one about the last samurai. He was like, Tom Cruise is the last samurai. Come on. <laughs> Go make Shirley Temple as the last. And I'm not gonna repeat the last repeat. Yeah, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> All right, what's to, what, the piece of Paul Mooney? That's absolutely. Um, um what's a guess, sir? Okay, I have a guess. But All right. it's only because it's literally the most recent samurai movie i think that i know okay. well it's not even a full-on samurai movie it just has yep. a samurai fighting in it and the swords <laughs> and yep. i don't i don't know if, if that's a good thing um i really don't want it can you read it one more time okay. i will let me read it one more time so everybody okay. gets it revenge is never a straight line it's a forest and like a forest it's easy to lose your way to get lost okay. to forget where you came in you know what i feel like this is what I feel like this is Kill Bill. Okay. But like, I feel like it's. Okay. You say samurai. The sword is a. I think that's a samurai. It's a katana. Yeah, it's that, a Hitori Hanzo sword. sword. Yep. It's a Hitori. Hitori Hanzo was the name. You know what? I'm gonna go with Kill Bill. Well, you got it. It's Kill yes. Bill, Marcus. <laughs> Gotta believe so, in yourself, man. As soon as you said the name of this, I could not remember the That's name. That's why I was story. basically like, he's got it, so I'm just gonna nudge him along to the finish line. <laughs> thank you, yep, thank that you. is exactly where thank it is. You. Yes, I could this not is, remember the name of that goddamn so sword. So this is when the bride goes to Japan to get herself a Hattori's Hanzo sword. That's right. Um, and, and they're sitting in the, the dojo sushi in shop. The, yep, yes, yep, in the yes. sushi place, and he delivers her this right. 
this warning. So yeah, there you go. That's right. Right before she goes to go kill Bill. Yeah, that's yeah. after that's after Copperhead, I think, was the Yes. Yep. Copperhead yep. was a uh, Vivica Fox. Vivica Fox. And then right before she kills right um before she goes and kill Bill brother. Not even the brother, the remember she went to that with the crazy eighty eight. Um but I can't oh, remember. That's Lucy right. Lou. She, down. she goes yep. and kills she Lucy Lou. Yeah. Yep. Wait, was that two yeah. or one? The first two that was first, one that was kill yep, Bill that was one, one, right? Yep, that's yep. right. Okay, yeah, yep, yep. You're right. Yep, because the first there's only two that are killed in one, yep. and then there the, are three the brother, in the brother, the two. nurse, and I'm um, the brother, the other um viper, mm-hmm. and then um Bill. Yep, that's three, that's two. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, there you go. Good, good guess. It's well a done. good movie, too. No, Love, I, I gotta rewatch that. Movies. Those are great. Volume two is always my. My favorite. I can rewatch that one all day. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. <clears throat> okay, my turn. All right, what you got? Here we go. That's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I hear patience is a virtue, but I ain't never been able to wait and see if that motherfucker true or not. <laughs> I hear patience is a virtue, but I ain't never been able to wait and see if that motherfucker true or not. Uh, I don't know if it's just the presence of the word motherfucker, but for That's some reason, favorite. Samuel L. Jackson is just screaming at me. Yeah, and it's because it. it's it's that it and motherfucker the way you it. say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a certain execution of the word that makes that word the best. Oh, absolutely. You can't. You need to have equal balances, mother and fucker. You can't like stumble into it. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Like how? Oh yeah. And motherfucker. Like you got to come at it like with both in equal parts. So, um. Marcus, I'm lost. I don't think I'm going to be able to make heads or tails of this. Nothing? I, it's not ringing any bells. The only thing that I have going for me okay. is the fact that I have Samuel L. Jackson in this. So okay. I am I am quite curious as to what your hint is. Your Just hint is direct me anywhere. Your hint is going to be cowboy. Cowboy. Okay. Yes, cowboy. Um, Which maybe doesn't help because Samuel L's been in cowboy movies too. I'll tell you this, not Samuel Jackson. Got it. Um, Marcus, I'm going to guess, because I follow you on Twitter, and mm-hmm. because I know where you're at, <laughs> is this the harder they fall? You goddamn yeah. right. Yeah, you goddamn yes. right. This is the harder they fall. I that really movie, like that movie. I fell in love with... There's rarely, there's rarely movies that I will watch twice because I have this fear that I'm not going to like it if I watch it the second time. So I'm That's like, fair. I really want to enjoy a movie. And sometimes I like a movie so much, I won't watch it a second time. Um, but this movie was yeah. so goddamn good. It yes. was just so, it was just well done. Like, woo. Marcus, I came on this podcast he did. three he weeks did. ago. He and did. I said, this movie is very much your shit. And I am correct to this moment that it is very much your shit. He I verbatim came on the podcast. And him and my mom both said, Marcus, you would love this movie. Your mom called it's you in the middle shit. of the night. She called me in the middle of the night and was like, Marcus, <laughs> you need to watch The Heart of the Fall. I said, Mama, it is midnight. Why are you calling me? <laughs> why are you calling me? And why are you up? That's incredible. So, yeah, it was a good movie. That was definitely The Heart of the Fall. So. Good. Well, yeah, awesome. Really good. Hey, we both got it. Which we has did. not happened in quite we some did. time. So it's been a long time since the we Christmas started this podcast. Has together. moved both of us <laughs> to get this correct. All thanks to Harrison. I'll that's, just give him the credit. That's absolutely right. Um, Marcus, we have a news episode we this week, and some things happened over a the lot. course of 
today Two and hours. even over the course of the last week. So, yeah. Marcus, kick us off. What do you got for our first piece of news for discussion this week? Of course, you know why we are all here. What is this podcast if we don't talk about uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man what, what black and white, basically. If we don't talk about Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man forever, <laughs> um, essentially. So there's, <laughs> there is um, a lot of different moving pieces. I'm trying to find the story right now. But essentially what yep. happened is they announced today that Tom Holland is going to be sticking around as Spider-Man for three more films right after yes. No Way Home. So yes. there'll be three more, specifically three more Marvel-produced um, films, which means Sony still holds the rights. Marvel will still have their tie-ins and still be able to tie that Spider-Man story into yep. it. Um, but um, this was the news, and this is from comicbook.com. Amy Pascal, who is the pro uh, producer, um, tells Fandango that this is not the case. In an interview, she says there are plans for at least three more Spider-Man movies. Yep. Holland is returning for at least the next movie. Um, Marvel Studios is still involved in making the movies, um, and they'll go from there and though in yeah. further conversations with Amy Pascal, she was also explaining the way that the universes are split up as far as Sony is concerned and Spider-Man. Sure. You have, um, you have the spider verse, which is where the villains lie, Morbius and Venom. You have the Sony okay. property, which is more so um, Sp Spider-Man into the um, spider verse, like that Sony sure. property, the way that that movie did so good. And then you have this lane of the Marvel and Marvel produced Sony Spider-Man mm. where they all respect each other and how they operate okay. and how they can often blend okay. into each other, how the multiversal works. But she says they don't, they operate and work together so that they're additive and not like divisive. So they That's clearly have a really plan. smart. That's it's, really I smart. mean, it's, it's what DC should have been doing a long, long fucking time ago, or at least they explained it that way, and shit would have been a lot right. better, but that's a different story. So right. Tom Holland, cool. who is 25, is gonna be Spider-Man for a whole nother set of trilogies. He's gonna be eating that bread till he's 35, which that, is, that is fine. Yep. Um so I how do you feel about this, dude? I'm here. The first thing is I'm excited <laughs> about it. And okay. also I have two here are my two like knee-jerk reactions. One, I'm excited about it. Tom Holland, I think, has been my favorite Spider-Man so far. Yeah, um, I think thank he's you. balanced both of those things really, really well. And I don't think that takes away from like Toby or Andrew. I think they're both good in their own right, but mm -hmm. Tom has been my my favorite thus far. Um, so I'm excited to see what he's gonna do over the course of the next three. What I will say is, is my other knee-jerk reaction is, is I can't tell, I can't trust shit anybody says ever yeah. unless they work as a studio head. Um, okay. Because okay. I think the only ones that really know anything about what the plans are are the people, the producers in the background, like For Kevin, sure. and in this case, Amy. Because, what made you say that? Um, because of what Tom said a week, like two weeks ago, where he said, like, if I'm playing Spider-Man to my 30s, I've done something wrong. Like, here's here's the thing I think about that, right? And not to cut you off, but here's no, what I you're think about fine. That. I think that um I think Tom is saying the same thing that a lot of athletes say, right? Because I just oh, see, sure. I just heard an athlete say, if I'm playing football until I'm 44, I'm not doing things right or I'm broke. Right. Yeah. But there's a difference in playing the game for the love of the sport and playing the game That's for true. money. And That's I true. think that Holland is and this is obviously me more so projecting. 
and right. like trying to pick his brain. But the pressures that have come with this particular movie have gotten on my fucking nerves as far as fandom oh, goes. This whole thing has pissed me off. <laughs> I'm so ready for the movie to come out just so everybody can shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I can only imagine what Tom Holland is feeling when they're in his business about him and his relationship with, with Zendaya yep. and all of this fandom, this real fandom for the first time of you get to carry a movie and all of the rumors that come with this and what people think should happen and what they don't fucking know. Yeah. Of course, I would I would probably say the same thing. Like, listen, I don't oh, think I want to be playing sure. Spider-Man forever. For sure. I couldn't handle that pressure. I mean, no. the tickets went live yesterday. Like, Today. today yeah the today. tickets went live today and they are already being sold on ebay yep. for like a hundred dollars because yeah. they were that difficult to get tickets at amc theaters to see this movie mm -hmm. so there is a very real possibility that it's going to be a challenge to see this movie in a theater and it's going to take some time for everybody yeah. to be able to see it the way they need to in the way that they want to mm -hmm. but part of me is like can we calm the fuck down for just a minute? Like, I know it's supposed to be really good, but can we just calm down for a second? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't need to do this all the time. No. So that amount of pressure. Yeah, man, I, I don't think I would have cracked a long time ago. Yeah. I would have okay. immediately after, like, even before the first after the first trailer went out, I would have been like, yo, y'all got to do something and keep these fans happy or keep them at bay because I don't know how much longer I can. One, the pressure of not being able to keep a secret, and two, the pressure of like, I heard Tom's done, like, and all the different like wild, mm -hmm. crazy fan theories that are coming out of this. It's just yeah. been frustrating. I mean, I feel, I feel like okay, Tom is twenty five, so yep. like, because Tom is twenty five, obviously, you know, the mindset of a twenty five year old is different. What I am glad That's and fair. happy for is that he was able to do other things outside of Spider-Man to make yep. so that like, we don't just say Tom is only good at being Spider-Man. I know, really don't want him to be typecast. He's, and I don't think he is. I think he's doing this Nathan Drake movie, which is going to, I think it's going to be good. I think Tom Holland yep. has a niche for playing certain type of characters and he has a certain look about him. Yeah. And I enjoy, I enjoy him as an actor. I, I enjoyed him when he was in the devil all the time. I enjoyed yeah. him when he was in Spider-Man. And so like, you know, he has a range to him and I yep. think that that helped. True. Him not put him into a corner, but like RDJ, on the other hand, mm -hmm. when he made his comeback as, as Iron Man, a lot of people only saw Iron Man. And then even when he did other movies, yeah, people were kind of only asking about Iron Man. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. I, and I know that that happens a lot and I know that that's a thing, but um, I'm hoping that he still remains and keeps a love that Spider-Man. I'm excited for this. I'm uh, let's, so yeah. let's say it. Let's, let's be outright. Right. We were right again. Again, like, I, again, again, we were correct again. I a don't know what again. we have to do to tell you people that you have to just listen to us because we're going to. I mean, like Babe Ruth, we call our shots like ahead of time. Yeah. We, like, hit we, that, said we hit that motherfucker every time. Ago. Every time. Every time we say something, it automatically comes out or we predict something or feel a certain way. We've been right about it. And that's not to be cocky. We just let you know what our record is. OK, because records stay. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, so we told y'all that. There was it was rumored that mm -hmm. they were going to do several yeah. trilogies of Spider-Man movies. I think you broke that a, rumor too. I, I I do I do believe so, but this is a team effort, so we broke the rumor. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you, know, you know how I get down. Well, you know, I, pre we, I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I get credit, you eat. I eat. We all eat. You know That's what I mean? Right. So so they came on here and we talked about how they had the first set of trilogies and it was going to be him in high school, right? Yep. And this is what this is. This is what this looks like. This looks like it could be senior year. It could be, you know, God knows what 
point in yeah. time it is. Yeah. So then you go and they make this announcement, and we told you they're going to do a high school, a potential college trilogy. I mean, a college trilogy, and then a potential adult trilogy to wrap shit up. Oof. And okay. everybody was like, mm, you know, we don't know. Nobody yeah. was really catching on to that. But now with this being confirmed. You get to tell yeah. a full story and grow with a hero. And I don't think I've ever seen this before. Uh-uh. A six movie trilogy outside of like Star Wars, obviously. Right. But right. even Anakin's story was told in episode one through three. Right. Yeah. So imagine growing with a character over the span of six movies and then getting some type of final conclusion. It's like Iron Man. It's you're, You'll have the same appreciation and love for Spider-Man when it's all said and done that you have for RDJ and yes, Chris Evans I mean, and Thor. Ten, ten movie, I mean, ten years of those guys reprising their roles and, and popping up. And so, yeah, yeah I, here's this is the one thing I'm going to say. Yes, and, I, and it needs to be said. Yeah. As as excited as I am about this casting, because you're right, like getting a high school Spider-Man and getting a potential college Spider-Man, a, a college Spider-Man and an adult Spider-Man is really, really cool. And I'm excited to see what that happens. What happens with that? What makes me nervous is I feel like this movie is going to set a benchmark that I don't know if they can maintain. Mm. Because again, like let's let's talk speculation. Because as mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned, nothing is confirmed. Everything is still up in the air. But let's yeah. just talk. Let's assume that the rumors are true, just for a minute. Let's say there are other Spider-Man in this. Mm -hmm. Let's say there are a there is a uh, Toby and Andrew come back for this. Let's say we are seeing five villains with a potential sixth. That is kind of who it's could that be? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck do you do after this? <laughs> like, where, like, where, where, where do you go from here? Like, what's what's the trajectory of Spider-Man in college? I mean, yeah, he's dealing with maybe more adult problems, but man, like, what what could he as a as a hero? Maybe not as yeah. a maybe not as a Peter. Maybe and maybe this is where we have to split them up. Maybe Spider-Man's life becomes a little bit easier because he's getting better at it. Oh, yeah, and but maybe, Peter's life gets harder. But Peter's life gets harder. Mm -hmm. It's a great that's a great thing and a great great character study to look at. Will fans, especially with how voracious they've been these past few weeks, are they gonna be satisfied with that? I mean, I will be, but mm -hmm. will they be satisfied with that? The answer the answer to that particular question, that part of your question for me is hell no, because Absolutely they're ungrateful. Not. And, and like fans, some of these fans are so fucking entitled and ungrateful. Right. They will never right. be pleased. Because even after Endgame was done, people still hold Marvel's next phase, phase four, which is yeah. a rebuilding phase, which is yeah. what it's always been, right? It's a breakdown yeah. of what happened. If you look at Marvel's phase four now, in my eyes, this is my opinion. The way that Marvel Phase 4 is set up right now, it is the after effects of everything that happened after Endgame. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're dealing with the fallout with Loki getting the cube. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was Endgame that that happened. Mm -hmm. um, we're dealing with the fallout of Wanda. We're mm -hmm. dealing with the fallout of um, Falcon and Winter mm -hmm. Soldier. I mean, even now we're seeing fallout, especially with Hawkeye. I mean, the first two episodes of that came out last week on Wednesday. That has some significant fallout from the events yeah. of the Avengers as well. Yep. There's a lot of like cleaning up a mess here. And and you have to have the, the, the thing that fucked this up was, and we talk about it on this podcast is we didn't know what was happening in, in phases, the first three phases, right? 
Right. We didn't know that there were phases. We didn't understand no. that this is how they're telling this story and that, it, that it's all connected. But now that we know, it's like yeah. you think you know everything. And when you think you know everything, you spoil it and you fuck it up for yourself. Right. Oh, 100%. And that's exactly what we as fans and some of us and even me included, like all the speculating. I want even I had to just like stop looking at the spoilers and stop looking oh, at the yeah. breakdowns and shit because I was like, I just want to be able to enjoy the goddamn movie. Well, and for me, it's it's like the for me, it's that like spirit of like wonder and surprise. Mm-hmm. And I I can foresee that if I spend if I spend too much more time with some of these spoilers and some of these like trailer breakdowns, it's almost like I'm creating an expectation. Yeah. And if that expectation isn't met in the theater, that somehow I'm going to think that that movie isn't good or were worthy of praise. And that's why this is hard is it's like. On one hand, I think speculating is fun, like it's a yeah. fun game to play, but I think you have to be lighthearted about it. And there are some folks who are have taken that lightheartedness to an entire other level, and I just don't understand. And to answer your other question, because I'm I we had the conversation in the chat. I am a fan of this trilogy. I am a fan oh, sure. of this announcement of a second trilogy, right? Because I think you could do so much with it, and it's it's a possible window to introduce um brian had a great point spider gwen or gwen in general miles morales like it's so many windows and i think the goal isn't to top it i think is to continue telling a story right Right. and and i think if you set a goal to top something you'll miss the whole point of achieving it in general Fair point very fair point i think that you tell the story about peter being spider-man at the end of this movie people are going to forget that peter parker is spider-man okay i feel like that's that's coming 100 percent I don't yep. think you can continue this universe the same way that you did Iron Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they fair. did it with Iron Man where Iron Man, you knew who he was and this is how he operated. This is a kid and he's not rich. That's so true. I think that at the end of this movie, my speculation is 100% people forget. And That's when true. they forget, including MJ, I think MJ forgets, his closest friends forget. And now yeah. he has to balance being Spider. They remember who Spider-Man is. They just yep. do not remember who Peter Parker being Spider-Man is. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And I think there's a lot of opportunity like and I think it's another great point to bring up is I think there it's going to be hard to tell where they go until we see what's yeah. like, what's unfolding in the movie that's supposed to come out in, you know, now 16 days. Yeah. Um, And so we're not really going to know until we get there. So that's a very fair point. Yeah. I do think that there's some really cool opportunity to kind of like explore some things like mm-hmm. if we are getting a Fantastic Four movie. I think they said like 2024 is when that's yeah, supposed soon. to supposed yeah. to pop. Um, I mean, you have to have he's, that a mem- he's a member of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, and back at minimum, the- he's best friends with Johnny Storm. Oh, for at sure. Minimum. I mean, yeah. And he will walk into in the old like original 74 comics. He walks into the Fantastic Four is like to the Baxter building. And he's like a Baxter building. And he ends up talking mad shit. Like I told you I was the strongest. And I was the best. And they're like, is this motherfucker like (laughs) and so it's kind of cool i mean it'd be kind of cool to see some stuff like that like happen but there's a lot of cool things that they can do with it i think there's a lot of really cool mcu storylines that we might get going forward secret wars Wars Doug has said it several times yep which means it's come on everybody probably november 29th at 8 30 like it's gonna happen so (laughs) Luckily, you can you can, we we can you can sign it now or we can sign it later. Um, but I think there's some cool stuff that could come. I mean, 
I could see them wanting to try to do a Civil War II storyline. Yeah. You know, I could yeah. see them wanting to do that and maybe trying to do Civil War better than they did with not that I didn't like Cap's Civil War, but I think they could maybe do something that was do a little better. bit more comic book true. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of cool stuff. So I'm excited about the announcement. I just hope that the fandom can be appreciative totally of what now. this means. Yeah. 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 And simply put, just calm the fuck down. Please. Calm the fuck down. So what you got, Doug? Um, so what I have is actually uh, to kind of scale back and go back to um, Ghostbusters just for a second. So um, Ghost Ghostbusters Afterlife is considered to be a success, um, and it did no quite well. And no surprise that we we love that. Um, but Sony Pictures Entertainment has officially signed a, the film director and co-writer Jason Reitman, as well as the executive producer and co-writer Gil Kennan, to an overall producing deal um and so basically the idea is the the president of sony motion pictures is quoted as saying quote jason is the thing you dream about a world-class signature storyteller visionary filmmaker and dream producing partner um jason and gill as co-writing partners of a remarkable understanding of commercial quality cinema um so essentially sony has said that they are so excited about what they are like what they have coming and what they did is that they are like going to invest in that going forward, which means they could be doubling down on getting more Ghostbuster stuff, which is something that we talked about. But I think there's also this idea of like just recognizing them for their quality work. I mean, Ghostbusters Afterlife was an incredible story. So getting some more work on that end, no report on what that deal is worth. Um, but we will kind of see what happens from there. But I just wanted to take a moment to say, like, we talked about how much we loved this particular movie. Yeah. Um, and so um, we'll kind of see where it goes from here. So there's, Marcus, a, there's a phrase in there that I'm a little worried about. Sure. Um, commercial. Commercial quality cinema. That. Yep. Um, and it, that the only thing that I heard when you said that was generic movies. I'm so glad you brought that up because that. I also had that like red flag kind of go mm -hmm. like, hold on a minute. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I think so commercial quality cinema means to me, this idea of like, we're no longer going to invest in like quality stories. We're turning out things that appeal to the masses. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little cautious. I think I trust the, the two of them. I think I trust Jason and Gil to do good work, especially based on what I know. And some of their mm -hmm. other body of work is pretty impressive too. Um, Reitman uh, has received before this four Oscar nom nominations. Um, he had three for the movie up in the air. Um, mm. And then he also had, uh, he was nominated for best director on the movie Juno. Um, and so, and he's also done other great things. He was the director of the 2018 film, the front runner. And he also produced the Oscar winning film whiplash. So there's part of oh, me okay, that like, so he can, <clears throat> he got some shit on his belt. I'll tell you oh, that. Yeah, he, he's got some chops, but that mm. phrase is concerning. But I suppose if I put myself in the, I mean, the competition these days, and I, and we talk a lot about it being Sony versus Disney, but really mm -hmm. this is a, this is a competitive market across the board. And they are trying to make things that are commercially successful. I mean, mm -hmm. that's how studios make their bread and butter. So I get the point, but that is a concerning statement in that quote. Yeah. I mean, I get <clears throat> you do need commercial because commercial sales, commercial is dollars. Oh, yeah. And if, if I'm looking at Ghostbusters Afterlife, it is a it is. How do I word it? 
it's a movie that you could you could commercially it, sell. It's a pick up and put down movie. Like yeah. you don't you, you can do sale. the back reading if you want to, yes. but you don't have to. Yeah. And you could you got a lot of a lot of opportunity to partner with other businesses mm-hmm. to do. I mean, that was a wall for Christ's sake, a Walmart paid to have a portion yeah. of the movie in a Walmart. Yeah. So there's and this something movie, to be said there. This movie I, this is going to be a stretch, but I was thinking about it the other day. And you know what Ghostbusters Afterlife reminds me of? What's that? The first Jumanji. The the way that the story the is reboot told. Jumanji it, or the very first no, one? No, the very, very first oh, one. Oh, the old school Robin Williams one. Oh, because it gets right to it, tells you the That's story. True. It, I mean, it wastes no time in getting to the funk. Right, and it's a yeah. easily and it's an easy watch. I know what's gonna happen. Oh, for I'm sure. And I can still watch the movie like I watched it for the first time, you yeah. know, a hundred times. You know, for a hundred times. So, like for me, this Ghostbusters Afterlife is a commercial movie because you had all of the sponsors in there. You had yeah. this good story, and I think that if you are a good producer who naturally turns out commercial product, com- commercial sure. product, perfectly fine with me. If you're getting a producer because they can. Right. I think that that's a different thing. It may sound the same, but to me, it, it's two completely different. I think it um, is different. Notes. And I think the best comparison is Jason Reitman versus Michael Bay. Now, yeah. their movies are right. very different. Like, you know, Michael Bay has been big budget action movies. Yep. Um, and Jason obviously prefers a little bit lower budget, but still a robust story. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference is, is that like Jason has considered um, top, like, I'm talking like he's my no. friend, like Jason yeah, yeah. and Jason, I. You know. Jason and I. Yeah, y'all um, Come on, y'all. <laughs> but Jason has said, like, you know, he turns out things that deserve some level of recognition. Not that I mean, the Academy is biased, so that's nothing to hang your hat on. Duh. But these have been commercially successful. Yeah. Um, they've been appealing. They've been enjoyed by a wide variety of audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and he keeps trying to do and maintain the several like same level of quality through acting and writing, whereas. Michael Bay, who was the golden child where after Transformers um, and after even like the bad boys movies, the, his big hanging hat was, do you like explosions? Boy, do I have a movie for you. And that's several movies for you I, doing I, the did, same goddamn thing. Do you still like explosions? No, boy, Michael Bay, I've gone deaf. I'm tired of explosions. I can't feel my ass cheeks from the surround sound <laughs> rumble anymore. So please just relax. So, I do think, though, that there's something to be said there of that comparison. I would yeah. much rather see Jason be able to to basically get recognized for his good work where we maybe skip past the Michael Bay commercial. So I think yeah. that they're yeah. the same word can be applied to both. But I think for very different reasons. And I'm yeah. fine with that. And shout out to them. Shout out to them for, you know, getting the deal. <clears throat> I hope we do see good, more good movies, not just Ghostbusters. Oh, for Obviously, sure. you want to build upon that franchise. And if there is a story there to tell. Tell it. I absolutely. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's not connected within the same universe that we saw before with the same characters, even if you're expanding it, whatever that looks like. But also new movies. Like I, I, I'm, the, I'm the first one to say I love comic book. I love comic book movies. But we need more mm-hmm. than that in the world. You know what I mean? Oh, and for so, sure. Like, if this is a space where we can create more other movies, and yeah. where, you know, because two things can exist at once. That you can sure have this and that, you know what I mean. You can have your cake and eat it too. It's cake. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, I just, I'm I'm excited. Maybe we'll, I'm, this is an opportunity for more. I'm excited too. <laughs> and I think to that point is like, and somebody brought this up as I was reading through comments on something, and and somebody made the point of like specifically at Scorsese's comments because, and I don't want to hash bring this up again, but I do think that there's something to be said like 
I don't, I love comic book movies, but I don't want to see more of those at the sacrifice of losing Mm -hmm. smaller voices and independent storytellers. Mm -hmm. Like I hope that studios use their success of from these big budget, like comic book movies to continue to take chances and risks on smaller storytellers, because I think that their voices are important. So to your point, I hope that we don't, we do need a diverse, broad, like list of voices. Mm -hmm. So I hope that we see more of that going forward. Um, And I'm just excited that maybe with this, since there are quality storytellers, they are quality storytellers. We will be able to see more of those like unique stories and perspectives and writing come out more now with deals like this. So yeah, I think that's absolutely a, a great point. To, to bring up so but that's what i had for my second one and it was very relevant to what we had chatted about last week so shout out to jason um, yeah shout out to jason marcus what else you got <laughs> all right so are you a fan of magic mike i know i am oh so, Jesus. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> work so... we, okay this is <laughs> you didn't like not my being paid, we're not being paid by magic mike that I was mean, like maybe, an ad maybe maybe i maybe do you I like am. washboard stomachs well good news magic mike is back in the headlines you like washboard abs and long socks i've got the show for you <laughs> all right so uh that's the... <laughs> uh magic mike is moving forward with channing tatum and steven soderbergh at hbo max um, so it's been nearly a decade after the debut of Magic Mike, which we all know is okay. the stripper movie, is basically essentially what yeah, it is. Yeah. A bunch of greased up sexy the female thirst trap movie. I got popping it. that thing in your face like that if you like it. So yeah. um, so basically, um, they are going to develop the third film in the franchise, which is going to be called Magic Mike's Last Dance. Um, and it's going to debut exclusively on HBO Max. The film will be written by Reed Carolyn, who wrote both Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL. Um, Gregory Jacobs, who directed XXL, will serve as a producer and uh, with the majority of the cast of Magic Mike returning um, to this film. So um, okay. it looks like Channing Tatum is going to pop that thing and pop that thing three times for the finale. And you so. said Steven Soderbergh was in, like Soderbergh. was involved in that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting about that is like he's not known for those type of movies. I mean, he did the movie Traffic that was back in 2000. He direct he directed Aaron Brockovich. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of this. He he's was a man of many talents. He's a man of many many talents because yeah. I'm like looking through his filmography. And it's like so random, like it's just all over the place. He was the producer on Good Night and Good Luck. He was the producer on Siriana. Like these are all like movies that were like really, really well done. And then you like you go and you're like, it's like, okay, he did. I'm not there. And then he did Solitary Man. And then we need to talk about Kevin and then Magic Mike XXL. Like it's just like it's all it's Steven all Soderbergh, he is a you know he likes what he likes he supports I the sex that. workers that's you fine know. somebody's got to and Somebody's also to. um i'm calling my shot here um i know that this is called was it magic mike's last ride final let no last dance but last ride is a i like last i like last ride of, better yeah. that's the porn <laughs> hub title the one that you just gave but yes yes um I'm not going to be able to not call it that now. Okay. Magic Mike's last ride. Okay. Magic mm. Mike, the last dance. Magic Mike, the last trail. 
not this motherfucker's <laughs> last dance. Like this guy, this guy is gonna be in. We're gonna get like Magic Mike back to the pole. Like it'll be like a reboot where Channing Tatum like owns his own strip club now. Back to the pole. Back to the pole. Um, we're back gonna to be, the pole, but it's really about voting. Yeah, it's about the next election. <laughs> it's like he, when Magic Mike takes on the he's running for Congress. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Turn his turn this whole life around. Magic Mike back to the poll. Magic Magic Mike back to the poll. Uh, we're gonna get Magic Mike freshman class. Uh, where Is except this for be like uh, what was those movies on MTV that Ryan Reynolds was in, and it was like a series of oh, like Van Wilder. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a series yeah. of Van Wilders. Yeah. I will say this about Magic Mike freshman class: they will do lowercase C and L, and they'll capitalize class. Ah, so that's class. Yeah, yeah. So then eventually we'll get down the road. It's like American Pie, where Magic mm-hmm. Mike eight yeah. stems so far away from the original Magic Mike that probably had some roots to it. Yeah, it's just literally about a bunch of just male strippers. Yeah, Channing Tatum will be in it like driving a truck in the beginning, yeah. and they'll be yeah. like, "See, he's one of the originals." Yeah, and that's yeah. that's all that's that they good. need. Yeah, so. and he'll be in a gambit outfit because what else is he going to do with that? That's a very good point. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm okay. Cool. Like <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it. Like I, I don't okay, really give yeah. a shit, but also at the same time, I mean, good for him. It's, I mean, obviously, it's an interest. It's not for me, but some people think no. it's an interesting story. I have not seen a, a single Magic Mike movie, right? Oh, not to say that man. I am that like my sexuality is not frail or anything, but it's just not. No. I don't think that that movie was for me. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that that movie was for me, and I had no interest in it. I don't even know. What what the storyline is, I just feel like that wasn't for me. Yeah, kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey. That also was not for me, and I had to watch no. that to find that shit to find that out. I keep I got the hiccups. Magic Mike gave me butterflies Mike in my gave stomach. You uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I too did not watch Magic Mike, and I'm entirely comfortable in my sexuality. I mm-hmm. think the problem is. Is if knowing myself, if I mm. watched Magic Mike, there would be mm. a strong possibility that as a joke, <laughs> I try to emulate some dance moves and end up pulling a hammy. Gotta like pop. this, mm. I'm trying to mm. pop that thing and I pop a disc out of place. Ah, is essentially what would happen. Yeah, um, but I also safety first. I'm 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 scared to say out loud because we know how the people on this podcast are uh, fans of this podcast have us watch shit of us both saying we have not seen a single magic uh, mic i should not have said that at we all. we've now opened a door I just don't here don't want to watch the grease there was a scene that was released right and it yes. was joe magigello and he yep. was like greased up in oil and popping that thing on a vending machine in a gas station and i was yeah. like is that what this whole movie's about and that's like, you know what bothers a man me? in jorts um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that goddamn Deathstroke in jorts? Why yeah. the fuck is Deathstroke in, in that jorts? is Power Fist himself in joke in goddamn G.I. Joe is in motherfucking jorts. Yes, that's exactly what this is. Mr. Arch Enemy himself <laughs> greased up in jorts is where we're at. Which Adam is fine. Egypt, he, Adam hey, Egypt is frowning upon you right now. Yeah, he's got a we all gotta get paid. And yeah, I get it. True. And if that's somebody true. wanted to cast me in a movie where I had to wear jorts and they were like, hey Doug, here's 10 million dollars. Will I'll you be it. in jorts? I'll, Sign me the fuck I up. will like I'll do it for five hundred dollars. I'm not even gonna hold you. You know what? I'm gonna say this right here. Hey Channing Tatum, if you need extras to be in jorts, we'll do it. Sign us up. Body positivity. 
That's consider what us consider us for the roles of the like yeah. middle aged dudes in yeah. Magic Mike yeah. freshman class. No, I'm, not, I'm not middle aged. You will be when that one comes out. It's going to be in like ten years. So <laughs> uh, listen, you want a fat black man stripper name right off the top? Jelly Roll. I'll do it. That's yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's some ingenuity there. Yeah, so keep it, keep it gushy. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mike three, keep it oh, man. We could we could, that whole one could be called Magic Mike Double Stuffed. Yeah, and that's just, yeah. That's the double entendre there. Ma- Ma- ah. Magic Mike uh, Eclair. That means Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> and sticking with the donut theme, I'll yeah. call myself Long John. And yeah, we'll just go there you go. There you go. What's the Magic what's Mike the... back to the bakery number yeah, ten? Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Magic Mike, Apple Fruit. Where they, where they, no what it means. And that is the, that is the Magic Mike where the strip club is about to go under, uh-huh. and they have to have a bake sale in order to make their money. Yeah. But they realize they just got. It's all about the dance. It's not about all the extra. It's not stuff. really about the dough. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah about yeah. the dough. That's there a, there be a see, fucking see, great one. See? There you go. I love that. We did it. There we go. We just, we did all the work for him. We gotta be careful on this podcast. Our powers, we've been right. So I feel like we're manifesting shit from this podcast that like we just sure. probably manifested that shit. There's some fates up in the world that are like, yeah, yeah do that. That's a good do idea. That. Yeah, Magic Mike, the last two weeks, ride. That two days from now, there's gonna be an announcement. <laughs> and we're gonna be like, Son we've of decided a bitch. to uh announce another trilogy of Magic Mike films like Spider-Man. <laughs> they are gonna go side by side in parallel. Magic Mike, like, the last straddle. Yeah, the Buddhaverse, which is just about you know Magic Mike in different universes. The, but wearing the Buddhaverse, the Buddhaverse with different booty shorts that they have to wear in different universes. <laughs> the, the Coochie Cutter Universe. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I did man. not know. By the way, I think the Buddhaverse is going to be the AKA for this episode. Oh, this that's but yeah, I thought I that was perfect. That I thought that was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. There you go, Magic Mike in the news again, which is a little surprising. I'm just here delivering everything you need to know. That's okay. Um, What I have for our next one is, so over the last week, um, the movie uh, House of Gucci, Gucci, House of Gucci, House of Gucci, House of Gucci. Everybody's just like a a mulligan on that one. Um, So House of Gucci (laughs) <laughs> the house of Gucci. The house of Gucci is hilarious because it's all about just male Gucci's. <laughs> Not even about a lick of fashion. Just <laughs> the that's, the, that's the Pornhub. That's yeah, the Pornhub title. So anyway. House of Gucci came out last um, this last week, and it was a Ridley Scott movie. So we he's been in the news for a lot of different reasons. Um, but the heirs to the Gucci fashion empire have said that they are thinking that they are going to sue Ridley Scott and others that they are because of to protect the name of quote the to protect the quote the name of image and likeness of uh those of their loved ones um and this is comes from the former gucci chairman aldo gucci said in a statement published by ansa um which is an entire italian wire surface essentially he says that like they ridley scott and those who were producing the movie didn't actually like consult with any of them before making it um and they are really not pleased with how these folks have been like portrayed in this movie um they really had a big issue with the portrayal of 
um, Patrizia Reggiani, which was the character that was played by Lady Gaga. Um, the uh, basically they she is claimed to kind of be a move a victim in the movie um and that they like did not see that as the case um and so there's some issues here so um they are thinking that they may end up like suing this um as of right now the movie has only made 21.8 million dollars over the course of the past five day opening that's why they're they're thinking of suing right they want to see how much more money this makes and i just think it's interesting only because one Ridley Scott is in the news again for running his mouth about millennials. Um, but the other reason why that this is like interesting to me is it's like you didn't consult with anybody. Like I've never heard of a biopic, like a biopic movie to the people you where you didn't about, like about. base it off of a book or yeah. base it off of like, it seems like they were like, yeah, let's do this story about this family but we're really of, just kind of go off of what we think we know. Off of rumors and secrets. We'll go off some shit that we heard in a bar one time about the Gucci world. Right. And the other reason that this movie, I think they're going to wait and see. And I think the other reason why they take issue with this is this movie's kind of been, I don't want to say panned. Like it's not considered to be bad. There are people who are interested in it. But I, what they're kind of having a hard time with is like some of the characters in the movie are both very serious and then simultaneously very campy like all at the same time. Hmm. And so I think that there's some issue and that's just based off of some general reviews that I've listened to and read. Um, I haven't seen it myself, so it could, I could be wrong. Um, but I think it's interesting and probably some motivation for um, their lawsuit. Hmm. So thoughts on that at all, Marcus, about this particular lawsuit or just this in general? No, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, I'd be, I'm interested yeah. to see like how it like, I'm interested to see how it plays out to see if a lawsuit is actually filed or not. Um, But at the end of the day, come on, Ridley, like do your homework before you end up like running your mouth and doing a movie, like double check, ask people to corroborate stories and at least hold yourself. If you, especially if you're going to go on this long tangent about how millennials ruined your last movie, um, which is the other reason why he's in the news because Mm -hmm. he made the statement that the, what was the movie that he did? It was, um, um, the, the last duel. The and last he, duel. And he said that it bombed because of their goddamn millennials and their goddamn cell phones. And it's like, do your homework first before you start running your mouth. Like you maybe use a cell phone me, to call the people who yes, you need to double check the yes. shit with. The, the cell phone exists because it's a computer in your hand. They obviously you didn't use for this goddamn movie. No. And so I guess I'm I'm kind of split because I'm like, I am not just gonna make the people who want to sue a victim automatically just because you sue somebody doesn't make you right. No, so that's right, true. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not just going to say that y'all are the victims. Y'all don't like the way you were depicted. Yep. That's and, true. And granted, like movie, it's art. It's about, persp- it's about, you know, perspective. And yes, he should have talked to you about it because if it's a biopic, you should talk to somebody about it. I don't know yep. if there's anywhere. In, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to watch this shit. No, so like, I don't is. know if anywhere in this movie, there is a, not based on the true story or, these are not factual usually events. that comes like to the tail end of the credits where they're like these are based off of a true these are yes. inspired by a true story but all that says is yeah we kind of took some liberties with some things and how they actually exactly. happen exactly. that's a good point though i mean just because they're suing doesn't mean they're right i mean it, a lot of this stuff the way that they were portrayed could be true and they're just pissed off that they that, is, that it got aired out. that way 
Then it got aired out. So that's why I really, 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 Scott, like, bro, just sometimes you can just shut the fuck up. Just do less. Just, just do, do just do less. less. Just do less. Make the movies you want to make. And if they're hits, they're hits. It's an all-star cast. And I'm yeah. not going to knock the movie. I'm not going to say it's bad. I'm just not interested in it, like in the fashion world and all of it. It's just not my particular, you know, feel. It's not my movie. But so. What I will say is, you know, you have to, you can't be so judgy on people because you just never That's know, true. you know, when shit comes back to bite you in the ass and shit comes back to bite people in the ass quicker than not. So like, that's very true. <clears throat> just keep that in that's mind. Very true. Absolutely right. So, but that was my second piece of news. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, There's an article in the Hollywood Reporter um, that if you're really curious, you can go and check out. That's where I got that piece of news from. So um, check that out if you want to. But Marcus, what do you got? I'm going to give you an option. You tell me which direction you want to go. Okay. Do okay. you want to hear about the Merriam-Webster's announced the word of 2021 okay. has been revealed? Or would you like to hear about all the stuff that I have been watching and my thoughts on them? I want to hear about what you've been watching, but let okay. me cover my last piece of news and then I will turn it over to you about all the things okay. you've been watching and what you thought of it. So um, the last piece I have is, again, it comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Um, over the course of the past weekend, we got our first glimpse at Jurassic World we Dominion. Um, it, it was sort of a five minute prologue. Mm -hmm. um, and basically this movie follows up it shows all the 65 million years so all the dinosaurs back as they originally existed and in their natural habitat and mosquitoes floating around and then there's some big foreboding with that um and then it fast forwards to um a t-rex basically terrorizing a um drive-in movie theater mm -hmm. um and it was kind of cool and i this is kind of a cool a way that they did it like i appreciated like that sort of foreboding and some of that like hype and some of that buildup. Um, and I'm kind of excited that the dinosaurs looked really good. I was really impressed with all the stuff there. Um, essentially the theme for dominion is that the movie will pick up right after fallen kingdom, which saw, um, Isla Nublar getting destroyed and all some of the animals escaping into the, like basically the rest of the world at the end of the movie. Um, so it's kind of cool. I imagine we're going to get a much more intense trailer. Um, soon um and the movie's been delayed until june 11th 2022 um because of the pandemic but mm. i was kind of curious about um one marcus did you watch the prologue and two what are your thoughts uh based on the prologue of what the movie might be i did i yeah i did watch the prologue and um it, if y'all listen to the podcast y'all know i'm a fan of jurassic park we are oh, fans of jurassic park um and just recently rewatched the trilogy. I need to watch the new, the first two of this new set of. I need movies. to watch Fallen Kingdom. I saw Jurassic World, but I yeah. didn't see Fallen Kingdom. And I like Jurassic World. That one looked good. Fallen Kingdom was good, if I remember correctly. So, like, I, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's the same dinosaur movie, just set in a different time period. That's what yeah. all Jurassic Park is. The technology, technology, as technology gets better, you get better dinosaurs. So, like, um, true. I watched the prologue. It was really good. It didn't really give you much. It just kind of gave you a glimpse as to what's about to happen. And I think Earth. it's just it was a good warm up. It was just a good reminder of, hey, remember what happened in that movie? Great. Here's how it looked here. Here's a new dinosaur. Sure. Here's what here's what it looked like way back then. Here's what it's gonna look like when they're loose in the streets in the goddamn world. So like that's true. I just thought it was interesting. You know, yeah. I kind of watched it by accident because I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, and it was very beautiful. That's what I oh, think. I yeah, it looked really awesome. It was it so beautiful, but then it was just like 
it was it went from wow this is goddamn beautiful to goddamn this is terrifying it's a dinosaur loose and a walk-in movie a right drive-in movie so. and there were so many like throwbacks to the first like jurassic park mm-hmm. with the like jeeps getting turned over and yes. then turned around in a circle and um like yeah so i thought that was kind of cool but you're right like visually stunning for that first like you know three quarters of that yeah. particular prologue yeah so yeah so it was good but. i'm excited i love jurassic park as long as they can do it right um, yep. you know, you know, our guy, the voiceover, uh, master, Chris Mr. Mar- Mr. Mario himself, Mr. Mario and Garfield himself is going to be, you know, the lead in that again, um, along with maybe Bryce Dallas Howard, I guess. Yep. She's um, back in it as well. So it'll be interesting to see what direction they want. And to go it's also this. bringing back, um, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern uh, as well. So it, Gotta do it's going to be a full there. circle, like bow yeah. on the, the now six part movie because yeah, of the first it. original three and then these three. So. You thought they would have learned their lesson after the first one, but I mean, no. Not so, Jesus. I mean, yeah, at what point in time do you have to keep cloning these motherfuckers and them eating people for you to be like, maybe we should stop doing this? Like, I talked about this yesterday when I was watching um, one of the movies. Uh, I was watching Lord of the Rings for the first I was watching Lord of the Rings for the first time in over a decade. Oh, my um, God. And I'm rewatching the trilogy. So that is my new journey. So if you want to follow, well, follow oh that journey. Goodness. I am uh, on Twitter talking, tweeting through it. Um, just I've read some of those. That's, you're going through some stuff with this movie. I, this movie fucked me up because I damn sure thought that the elf was Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> up until yesterday. Um, and I just don't know what to do. Somebody, I went to work and somebody was like, I thought you were kidding. And I was like, I was dead serious. That's incredible. I dead ass thought that was a young Leonardo DiCaprio this entire time and not Orlando Bloom. So that's my mind was blown. I'm, yeah. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Well, I, you know, the, a lot of movies do this thing where they really, they really call us out. They call out man about being so greedy for power and so greedy for um, money and all this other stuff. And we just kind of laugh that shit off like "Mm, another silly movie, but they're right. That's the reason that there's six Jurassic park movies is because every generation there's a rich motherfucker. Who's like, you know what we would love dinosaurs speaking. Yeah. And the other thing is, is like this, uh, not only just power, but the, the like, look at this silly man who thinks he knows better. Like yes. at some point in time, it's yes. like, can we stop with this? Yes. Like, we know you don't know better. So maybe yeah. you should just shut the fuck up. Just like, shut the fuck like, up. Let the professionals handle it. And sit the, just sit the fuck back. Yeah. Everybody just relax. Um, speaking of Lord of the Rings and sort yes. of transitioning to what you watched this weekend. Oh, yeah. Can I ask a question about Ex- who thought it was a great idea to let Peter Jackson make a documentary? Um, because this guy has never been succinct. <laughs> so my parents okay. really wanted to watch the Beatles documentary that came out on, on Disney? Disney Plus okay. called uh, Get Back. And we all sat down. It was Friday. We all sat down. We're like, all right, we're going to watch this. And we're like, great. It'll be a great documentary. Marcus, I shit you not. This mm. is just like behind the scenes footage of them like talking in the studio. It's basically I'm watching four people practice musical instruments for two and a half hours. And the other thing that kind of like grinds my gears about it is that it's a two part documentary. Oh, the first part is two and a half hours. The second part is two hours and 53 minutes. Oh my God. And this documentary collectively is close to six hours 
And I'm sitting here and I said this to my mom and I said this to Brittany. I was like, who let the man who made Lord of the Rings, which are a three hour like fucking adventure across time. Who let him do a documentary? He's not brief. Like, let's let this go. He's not brief at all. He's and that was when I was going to go watch. So what did you think about the document? What did like you and the family think about the documentary? It's interesting, but here's the problem is that like you tune in because we all know the reason. I mean, the Beatles broke up inevitably because they just got so exhausted, Mm -hmm. like with the songwriting process. And George Harrison was frustrated because he never thought that thought that he was listened to. And then McCartney and Lennon were always bitching at each other about who gets credit for what song. And then Ringo's just kind of there. Like and so every good group ever. Yeah. So it's just it. But the first documentary ends with George Harrison saying like, I quit. It was two and a half hours to lead to five minutes of like, and cause they'll, cause what they do is they say like, um, they, he says like, well, I'm going to leave. I'm at, like, he just gets up like in the middle of like a performance because they're basically getting ready to do this big performance on, um, basically where they recorded the album and in live called get back, which is where one of their like biggest songs comes from. Um, and he just gets up and he's like, I'm out like, bye. Like, and he just leaves and that's how it ends. So you spent two hours and like 15 minutes to lead up to a payoff of he walks away. And I feel like we didn't need all the shit that was in there, like leading up to that moment. And here's the second thing. And let's just talk about Yoko Ono for a moment. If I can, I get why people blame her for being like responsible for them breaking Uh-oh. up. Marcus, do you understand Uh-oh. that this woman somebody put him on just, the main stage is just <laughs> sitting there? Uh-huh. She's just sitting there. They're having a big fucking conversation where they're literally like practicing chords and playing like fun songs that they like. And she's just sitting there. And there's a part of me. And I said this to my mom and Brittany. I said, after watching her just sit there for two hours, I want her to get the fuck out of there, too, because she could be doing so many better things with her time. So I get the frustration. Um, (laughs) You know what? I understand that from a different perspective of just when you are working. And you are in a in a mode and in a flow. And even with the frustrations of working and trying to get somewhere, and you just got somebody in the room who's just taking up space, just breathing freely while I'm stressing the fuck air. out. Just a warm body in a space. Get the fuck out of there. Like go do like go grocery <laughs> shopping. Get the don't fuck. you have a go life do to live. anything else? Yes. Yeah. I need you to go do something else. Anything I else. That. I respect please. it. Um, what do I think of the documentary? I mean, it's well produced. I mean, it's very interesting to hear like because you do get to see like their song their songwriting process and you do get to kind of see how they got to that point i just think it could have been a lot shorter i mean Why i don't like Disney to get this um i think it was through national geographic um okay. or peter jackson agreed to produce it for him i don't know they sacrificed a few small children on a ride at a theme park and that's the devil was like you got it like and that's just how it worked like <laughs> I don't know how they got the rights to I'm it. I'm starting to think that that's how the rock is so successful. I'm thinking this motherfucker is throwing kids off a mountain in his backyard. Space Mountain is real, and yeah. it's in the rock's backyard. Yeah. Like, and I think and... he is definitely throwing kids off of that mountain. Yeah, 
yeah, I think yeah. that's he's feeding them to the bass in his pond. Like yeah. that's yeah. how that's working. Um, it was good. I'm not gonna watch the second half because it's really long, or at least I'm not gonna watch it all in one sitting. Yeah. So I might split it up just to see if it's interesting. But, um, yeah, there's just it was had it was just too much. It was too long. I couldn't do it. But yeah. tell me more about the Lord of the Rings, Marcus. I mean, <clears throat> so I spent my weekend. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, I spent my weekend like recharging, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of did not respond to text messages a lot. Everybody was calling, like, "Are you okay? Are you dead?" And I was like, "No, I am alive, just in my house." Um, and so and I, I will remain. That's exactly. I just I <laughs> stayed in the house and did some homework, caught up on some shit. You know what I mean? And just oh, yeah. made my time my time absolutely and so i spent it watching which uh, surprisingly enough would have us having a podcast where we review movies and tv shows mm-hmm. all the time do not have a lot of time to just sit and watch tv Funny like how that works sit and it? watch stuff right it's so strange to me like i'll come home and sometimes i don't even want to watch tv or i want to watch something that it's like comfort food i want to eat something i'm familiar with i want to oh, watch sure. something that i know Sure. I, you know, no twists, no turns. Like I kind of know where this is going, kind of in the background, kind of like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, and that's no knock to Brooklyn Nine Nine. That was why I love that movie so much. I mean, that show so it's much. a good, great show. Yep. Um, so I spent the weekend watching a variety of different things, and I'll save Lord of the Rings for last. And what I'm going to do is just give you a quick review of what I've watched, my five star rating, and my quick little thought process was it. And this is all on Twitter too. So um if you all want to go there, just once again follow me on Twitter, Instagram, everything. Marcus J. Destin. So out of five, here's where I started. The harder they fall. Obviously five stars. Obviously five stars. Um so I said that um I might have to Jesus, I might have to go back again. The cast, which is all black, um, the action story, the story, the shots, the soundtrack. This wasn't a good black movie. It was a good movie with black leads, which is a completely different thing, right? Oh, very um, different. Just very a different. really solid movie in general. And it's not a good movie because it had black leads in it. And The Heart of They Fall was no. amazing. One of the most memorable parts in that was the pistol whipping scene. So they had the pistol whipping shot where you follow the pistol to the face when he um when he's when Idris Elba's character is whipping the hell out of Deion Cole um yep. and whipping the gold teeth out of his mouth. So that was where I started five stars. That was a beautiful shot. I also liked the first time that I think Zazie Beats walks into the club and they're singing and that girl in all blue is dancing. Yes. To I thought that was Idris. Yeah. I that thought was that was time. like fucking gorgeous yeah, like that, that whole great. shot top to bottom the black and the gold and then the like the juxtaposition of the blue in there like yeah. i thought that was just absolutely gorgeous yeah, this movie was really good that was this a movie was really, really good. good movie. so it was a really good start to my and y'all know y'all heard me say it before i hate netflix um and <laughs> i just i try not to go on there as much as i can but i just i just it gives me so much like anxiety it's so much shit on there yeah um and so um, going on there and going directly to that, I was afraid to watch it because I was like, I hope this isn't bad, all black cast. And it was great. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Next thing I watched was Hawkeye. So it gave it three and a half stars only because um, Hawkeye is not all the way through with just the first two episodes. You know how Marvel gets down. They did their first two episodes and I enjoyed it. So only two episodes were released. Um, yeah. And the second episode is the one that got me. I have no idea why, but I think it was progressing that story of where um, Hawkeye's character is and how Kate Bishop and all mm-hmm. these people around them view him and then how he views himself and then yep. the consequences of like all the shit he's been through. He's not done with Nat and how he lost Nat and he's not done with like 
technically being an Avenger, you know what I mean? And so like he's mm-hmm. dealing with all this shit post in game, post all of this shit, this life that he's lived and he just wants to be a good dad. I enjoy that kind of story because it's the human perspective. There's no yes. magic. Um, and that's one thing that I think Hawkeye, I'm the, uh, not Hawkeye. That's one thing that I think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier was missing was that human component that Cap and Bucky are both human and how they dealt with shit post everything that just happened. I'm glad you brought that up because I'd watched the first two episodes today um, mm-hmm. in between mm-hmm. meetings and at lunch and stuff like that. Um, it, I, I'm worried. Okay. After, okay. About this show. After okay. watching the first two, I liked it. Like I thought it was something fresh. I thought it was something new. I also appreciated the humor. I appreciated um, the human component. I especially appreciated how serious Clint takes being a dad after being gone. Like, I, I mean, he is making up for lost time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, I think that's a a very like deep and especially for me, like that's a very deep and compelling story. I'm worried though. I'm worried that we're going to, I want to make sure that that's, we keep that throughout because Mm -hmm. if we, if I think back to Falcon and the winter soldier that started out, with some like these are the the issues at play and yeah. these are like this is where Sam's at and how he feels about things and the things that are important and then that was abandoned for like an entirely different storyline so I really want to make sure that that's maintained throughout I will say that like based off of like my knee jerk reaction like if I was judging what I think this series how I will enjoy this series based off of this reaction I think it will still fall behind WandaVision and Loki um, just because when I watched those shows, I remember kind of like hungering for the next episode Mm -hmm. to come out and Mm -hmm. episode two of Hawkeye did not leave me with that same feeling. That's I think that that's great feedback. And I kind of said the same thing. And I think Brian and I said the same thing in the chat where we're hoping that they can keep this tone that they have. Oh, for sure. I think that they have the upper hand as far as not fucking up the storyline like they did with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. Um, How am I say this? I'm black. I'm going to start by saying that. Okay. They don't have to go down the, the, they don't have to tell the same story that they were trying to tell with Sam. Yeah. Sam being a black man, being capped. That's a lot of stuff that they could not just cover in. How many episodes was that? Eight? They, they they couldn't cover they can't cover all of that shit that comes with being black Captain America in, in America episodes. at the time that we are in six episodes and then cover the repercussions and the and the trauma and the ripple effects of everything that just happened prior to that and try to cover Bucky's storyline at that and try to cover a villain yeah. story. It was too much shit going on. A lot of yes ands in that. It's a whole bunch of commas and no periods. And that's, that's true. where they fucked up. And for me, for Hawkeye, I think that because he doesn't necessarily have to deal with that kind of storytelling, he can tell a different kind of story that won't take as much that maybe you can solve in this next episode and the next. And then by the time you get to the next one, you're kind of telling the rest of the story about Kate and where she is. That's a great point. And I think if so, you said that like that was a lot of like that was a lot of commas and no periods. Mm -hmm. I think that this, I think that's a great point. And my kind of brings me to this point of like the series is called Hawkeye. So it feels like for 
there are two one sentences for each main character. This is Hawkeye becoming Clint Barton, and this is Kate Bishop becoming, becoming Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yep, that's, that's I mean, exactly two periods, is. nothing else. And that's, that's exactly pro- if they maintain that the whole time, this will be an outstanding show, and yeah. I and I will absolutely love it. They but... seem to be sticking close to the um to the comic. Yep. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever read that the yep. the, the the comic book. I read a first couple issues of it but not super deep but yeah like, I think not super deep two. but uh, the art if you look at the art after the credits when oh, they're rolling yeah. it's the same it's the same thing um and the the comic that they're sticking with they seem to be in the first two they the the tracksuit mafia the, yep. the 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 other i forgot what the other game was but um echo was also introduced at yep. the end of this last episode so they seem to be sticking with it i'm interested to see where they go they they kind of hit the ground running they didn't For do sure. a lot of hawkeye no like i'm, I'm brooding right now like he seems right. to be kind of getting oh people perceive me differently than i perceive myself i understand that you know what i mean and yeah. so i'm kind of glad he's not being a stick in the mud but that's kind of where um i was with that um i sure. really enjoy the character Kate Bishop, and I hope that she's the oh, leader Haley for the Young Steinfeld Avengers. Is awesome. Haley, thank you for giving me her name. Haley Steinfeld is yeah. amazing and a natural in this goddamn show, and I see why she didn't have to audition for the role. Um, no, she's. I think perfect. Kevin Feige said she was like that was Kate Bishop. And I so, completely agree. With amazing. That. Um, keeping it going, Young Justice season four, Phantoms. Okay? okay, so if you've never watched Young Justice before, Young Justice is about the sidekicks, quote unquote. Uh, of the major DC superheroes, so Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all yep. of all of them. If you go back to season one, it starts them off in a young, while they're Robin and their Kid Flash and their Aqualad. It yep. starts them off young. They develop their own smaller team that is like a mini Justice League. When the big dogs gotta like go away, they handle secret missions and shit like that. Sure. And they become this young justice team. They have expanded that over season to now season four. Um, In season three, they had to, the fans had to rally together to get them to do another season. And season three was really, really good. And now they're on season four, which is on HBO max. And they're doing their one episode release now, which I have problems with because we could just be going back to cable, but that's a completely different thing. Um, But anyway, yeah. So I gave this four stars. Um, it's in a really good place. Um, I'm not going to give any like big spoilers away, but sure. always love the show. The animation was is great. The character development is awesome because I've grown with these characters over the span of four seasons. And like the comic accuracy to the decisions they were making, the thought processes are like a one for me. And so like right. I'm really enjoying it. A uh, Superboy is my favorite character. Um, in this because you actually get to see him he's not a dick you think he would be a dick and he turned at some point because he's half lex and half superman but they they cover that topic they develop that topic then they move the fuck on from it and that's what i enjoy the most um and so they they're doing what they're doing in this season is they're dissecting real world issues oh sure in real time so like they are doing it from a superhero perspective where for example they're covering racism but on the world of of uh in martian like as martians so like it's green martians don't like the white martians or the white Martians don't like the green Martians because they feel like they're higher than. And okay. it talks about what that looks like from the world of John Jones and McGann as oh, wow. she's like taking Superboy and she's marrying Superboy on this planet and bringing them there. And they're all just like giving them hell because she's like, how can you do this? Do you think you're better than us? Blah, blah, blah. There's a whole war God going damn. on. Okay. And so it's covering these real world situations that are happening um, in real time. And I think, and it's time it has these poetic tie-ins too. Really, really good. So I think, um, you know, if you're interested in that, go ahead and watch them. Just a season four of Phantoms. All of this is on HBO Max. I told, except for um, the Heart of They Fall. That was yep, not on, that's HBO on Netflix. Max. 
the Jamie Foxx show. Love that. That's on HBO Max. I always, I've all five seasons watched it. I watched two episodes a day of the Jamie okay. Foxx show. Love that show growing up. Five stars for me. It's a musical tie-in. We all know Jamie Foxx is like multi-talented. He could do so many different fucking things. Yeah, he can do a lot of different shit. And he did all of this shit in the show. And it was like, the show is not the most um, compelling or like with the most substance, really. Sure. It does not have the most substance. It's just quick. It's fun. It's something just to like taste and go. And I don't, it's not something I would watch to look for. Like, I need something more. Well, I think the other thing is, is that like if you like comedy now, like shows like Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. and if you like shows like, um, you know that that exist in this space now, you have to go back and watch the James yes. Fox show because yes. as far as like, first off, black sitcoms, and then secondly, mm-hmm. comedies. Like, I think it's just it really was a great paved the way for mm-hmm. what characters could be in that environment, like in a sitcom environment. Like, it paved the way for to say like we don't have to have we can give main plot lines to black characters and it's it's not gonna ratings won't suffer as yeah. a result so and you know and you know fresh prince led that and family oh Man yeah led that and um jamie Fox and the in living color if you ever get the chance go back and watch these black shows and these black sitcoms oh for sure because it's it like the jamie fox show to me was more improv because Jamie could do it on the fly. He can, That's he true. seems like every, it was scripted for everybody else, but for him, it was improv and then people would react to what he was, what yeah, he was for sure. trying to do. You know what I mean? And so that is why I enjoy, it's very kind of like SNL-ish in living color. Go ahead back, go back and watch those, but it had this musical component because Jamie could sing. He was singing songs and he was singing those. And that was what I vividly yeah. remember. So That's um, really cool. Jimmy Fox show justice league unlimited five stars, bring this shit back, okay. bring back justice league unlimited, the whole animation. Every episode was connected. They were changing clothes in the goddamn show. I just thought that that show was fucking uh, amazing okay. and they need to bring back um, they need to bring back Justice League Unlimited. Like that show was so goddamn good. It did not overfocus on your big heroes, and it focused on introducing some new heroes like Vigilante and like okay. all of these no-name heroes you didn't really know before. It gave sure. them compelling stories. Gave like Green Arrow. I don't know if a lot of people know this. Outside of Superman, Green Arrow was always my number two. Okay. Green Arrow was my number two hero because it was realistic. And oh, I was sure. watching Smallville and, you know, I was a big fan of how they depicted that Green Arrow. And then I love the comic book. I used to have Green Arrow comic covers printed and hung up on my wall. Oh wow! <clears throat> and so I loved, I still to this day love Green Arrow and I hope that they do them justice one day. But um, bring back Justice League Unlimited. Star Wars Visions. Watch that shit too, goddammit. And that, that was shit uh, is fucking awesome. four stars. I gave it four because I wanted more of certain episodes, so I selfishly gave it four. And some of them were like short. And some you're like, I short. would love to have yeah. more of this. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, it was good. That whole like the two Jedi battling the Sith in the mountain. Yeah. That yeah. was fucking Heavy. fire. And that I wanted really more good. of that too. That was um, good animation. Um, one of my favorite ones was the ninth Jedi. Okay. I really enjoyed the way that they told that story in this and this guy being like, I want to get together these Jedi to recreate the, the Jedi, you know, council. I want to yeah. reinforce like what it means to be a Jedi again. And that animation, the story, the build yeah. up to it, you had this little girl, and the and the what got me the most in that one was not to stick on it too long. What got me the most in that one was the lightsaber. 
He was like, her dad made the lightsaber. He was a saber smith. And he was like, whoever holds the lightsaber, the saber will depict how connected you are to the force and what color you are based off of like your connection to it. And so when she started, it was a black dull, like it was kind of weak, but it was like, it would work for her. But by the end of that, she had a green strong lightsaber and was able to join the council. And she was like a little kid. It was amazing. I love the, I love the, now some of the depictions, like the T.O.B. one, I did not like it. It was too kiddish for me. So um, that, yeah, I feel like that, especially when they do stuff like that, they're trying to appeal to broad yeah. like animation styles and yeah. especially to pay tribute to anime because there are so many different styles of anime that yes. people really like. I think it's that that's so why styles. that's why the Sith in the Mountain appeals to me because that felt very much more like Cowboy Bebop style like anime, which I absolutely love. Um, so so start so star wars visions it was cool to see all of it some of them i liked some of them i didn't but overall i appreciate the innovation and creativity in the risk taking i mean that wasn't a home run yeah and you you basically said hey fans just come here and hang out just for a minute i got something i want to tell you about it's not gonna take a while just Mm -hmm. come on everybody i want to want to talk to you about it just for a second and it it actually fucking turned out really and it worked and it worked and i think that that was great um a few more red notice i gave that three and a half stars um red notice was weird it was like oceans 11 and i think brian described it perfectly it was like somebody took a 90s heist movie and then bought it to the future and was like what if we put three of the sexiest people on this planet yeah what if we just put them in this movie i also feel like the rock made this movie just to be able to kiss Gal Gadot. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just feel like that. I mean, I hope not, but I could, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I know what like he goes kinda, I don't know. He's a happily married man. I know that. And That's like, true. You know, I, you know, I don't know if they're an open relationship or not, but they were, these were three, it was Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot and, and The Rock in a goddamn movie. It's not going to be a bad movie. No. It was just kind of lengthy in some areas and didn't need to be, but I did like the twist at the end. Um, sure. Army of Thieves, really enjoyed that movie. I got to um, check that out. That's on my list. I think that, you know, because we watched Army of the Dead and we talked about it on this podcast, uh, y'all can go back and listen to that episode. Um, Zack Snyder, who y'all know is probably my number one director. And mm-hmm. my number one favorite director, Zack Snyder, is building this universe, but he's building it backwards. And so, what I'm enjoying mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. being able to watch Army of the Dead and then being able to go back and watch Army of Thieves, and they have that quick tie-in, but this is still its own separate movie with it still really cool. following that same character that existed in Army of the Dead. Um, is that is that <clears throat> Marcus? Is that set in a zombied world or no? Yes, it's the beginning. So, okay. so where they have it is um, they say, oh, you know about that outbreak in America, right, with the zombies. And so it is mentioned. You do it. It does have zombies in it. It's not. It's almost like it hasn't reached them yet. It's, oh, okay. It's, so, so it's it's that's kind of where they stand right now. Got it. Okay. Um, but it and it all ties up eventually. And they have references to that movie and all this other stuff like that. That's so really, it's really cool. Really dope. Army of the Thieves. Army of Thieves was really good. Uh, and last but not least, Lord of the Goddamn Rings. I watched Lord of the Rings last night, and I did not do the three-hour, 48-minute. You did the Fellowship, right? You did, like, the the 303 version? Yeah, yeah. I didn't do the extended cut. I did the just the regular theatrical cut. Um, And I'll tell you what, I thought I understood this movie when I was young. I think when I watched this movie, I may have been, like, 11, 10, 11, 12. Damn. 
some, I was young. I was young. And, and I remember watching it with my mom. And I also remember falling asleep in the theater on the oh. last one. So I still don't know how the last one ends. I remember I mean, waking up and these motherfuckers oh, were floating on the river. So I was like, oh, I don't know what happened. So literally, <laughs> it's been over a decade since I've seen this. And I had no idea. I thought I knew the gist of Lord of the Rings. I was completely yeah. wrong. Completely wrong. Okay. So um, I'm having this whole breakdown where why the fuck is Frodo the one that's got to do it again? Frodo was just walking around and motherfuckers just threw his ass a ring. This this, this is the thing that I've never understood about Gandalf. And I, I'm going to say this because it relates to The Hobbit. This motherfucker like literally is walking down this like this wooded path and literally is like, how can I ruin this guy's life? <laughs> And it's like, really? Like, first off, he's three. He's basically three and a half feet tall. So yeah. his life is already going to be harder than everybody else's. Yeah. And he's over here, like, drinking and eating cake and just having the best time. And he's like, no, man, it was your uncle. Yeah. You got to fix this shit. Yeah. It's like, you can't, you know, eagles that can fly in the air and literally do whatever the fuck they want to do. And you're going to make my three and a half foot ass walk this from point A to point B to throw it at a volcano. Fuck you, man. Like, Why I don't want to do that shit. That's a great. That's a great question. Gandalf had an Eagle come save his ass from this ass whooping. Uh -huh. And then they had to walk through the mountains and through mines. Yeah. And the pit of darkness uh -huh. in order to get the ring. Yeah, to where it needed to be. Yep, that seems selfish. It's it seems asinine. Like I know he's supposed to be a wizard and he's wise, but he did that shit with Bilbo in <laughs> in the Hobbit. He was like, "Hey, Bilbo, uh, I told these nine dwarves to come over to your house." Godspeed, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> what? Gandalf is an asshole. Like, is I'm watching this movie, not realizing that Gandalf is Magneto. Watching this movie, thinking that's Leonardo DiCaprio oh, the whole time. I want to play this game with up. you where I almost want to play this game with you where I show you a picture of somebody and I go, "Who is this?" <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I would lose every time because right. because I just feel like people just look like each other, and that's a I think that's an industry thing. There's an industry standard that's, for looks, yeah. and 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 I don't think that I'm crazy for thinking that people look alike. Because you're successful if you are moderately handsome or and Orlando in Bloom comparison. especially like yeah. I could see or Orlando Bloom especially he was like a younger actor mm -hmm. and so I could see especially at the time um, that being a little bit more of a like yeah you're gonna look pretty close because mm -hmm. of how everything, where everything shakes out yeah, yeah. that's what popular yeah. even the king himself is like he's supposed to be grungy a ranger and and he's supposed to be Vigo Mortensen yeah. And it's like that guy's fucking ridiculously handsome with blue eyes and a fucking scruffy beard. Like he's the best beard me. I've ever seen. It was slick down. I'm like, bitch, you've been in the wood for three days and no shower. How? I other questions I've asked. I've I don't I don't need an answer, but I'd like one. Like, no. No. <laughs> but I'd like one. So I'm going yeah. through I'm going through this whole journey of of the Fellowship in the Ring, and my and and my my wrap up is it's a good movie. I think mm -hmm. it's a good first movie because they oh, took yeah. their time to explain everything for the most part and yep. other things you have to find out like along the way. Like for me, my question and Tanner, shout out to Tanner Frost. He answered the question on the timeline. I was like, well, why, why Frodo? Why not anybody else? And he kind of explained yeah. it'll show itself more over the movie and kind of gave out why it was him, why he was chosen. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. 
it was a good movie. It had a great beginning. Um, and I, you know, I'm kind of excited to see what happens next because I feel like now that I've started the story, okay, you got me. I'm hooked. I need That's to see true. what happens next. I found out why they call it the Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I thought the reason for the title was, but yeah. as soon as he said, We'll call you the Fellowship of the Ring. And as soon as Agent Smith said, We'll call this the Fellowship of the Ring, I said, Oh, he said it. He you said that thing. You did that thing from you did that that Leonardo DiCaprio name, like look. There it is. He did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, well, hey, he, he did it. He said it. He said the thing. And so um, that was really cool. Seeing all these actors from all these different, like seeing fucking Magneto fight Count Dooku. And, and yeah. it was just, it, I don't know. Having experience, living, being, I'll say this, and this will be the last thing I say. I enjoy movies so much, right? Yeah. Because, be, and TV shows, and I love good content, because being able to consume something at a young age where you don't really mm-hmm. know what's happening. You just consume it, but it's because of the time and the era that you live in. That's just, it was just another part of that time, right? Another day. Yeah. It's another part of that living, being able to go and get some experience, some dirt on your nails, being able to live a little bit and mm-hmm. then come back and watch and listen to something and being able to say, Oh, okay. This hits a little bit differently now yeah. that I've grown up. And now that I've consumed enough stuff and I watch and yeah. now I'm doing it in, oh, look at the CGI on here or look at the shots on this or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm watching it with a different eye, not to mention I'm also trying to consume a story that's been around for the longest time. The oh, trilogy yeah. has I mean, been out for a yeah. while. The but even is, with Harry and Potter, the book is had, even older. That's a, and the Hobbit and the Hobbit before that. And so like mm-hmm. even with Harry Potter, when I went back to watch Harry Potter, I was like, damn, I really did not understand Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you look at a fandom and you say, why the fuck is this so popular? And then you go back and watch and you're like, damn, Harry Potter was actually really good. It was yeah. done like fairly well. Like, yes, it has its ups and downs, but goddamn, it's eight movies. You're going to have an up and down in eight movies. I think but- one of the things I appreciate about like fandoms in general is I feel like people find them exactly when they need to. Yeah. Good. And I know good that point. that's and I know that's, that's that sounds weird, but like superhero like in comic book stuff like i did not grow up in that world like i grew up in the lord of the rings world like Mm. i grew up in the fantasy world like that's where i grew up like i played magic the gathering and i played dungeons and dragons a couple Mm. of times i loved the lord of the rings like it was just kind of like that's that's how i grew up but i feel like i found and really developed a love of comic books like shortly before like my son was born so almost as a way to say like here's something you can share with him as he grows up so i feel like you find things at the right time and when it's meant for you um and again i liked harry potter i i thought the books were really well done i thought the movies were good but i think i almost enjoyed them just because they were popular i don't think i ever connected with them as much as Mm -hmm. some other people have i mean there are people who have like you know, the Deathly Hallows tattooed yeah. on their person. And I'm like, yeah. that's a fucking dark tat. That's a yeah. fucking dark tattoo to get. Like, yeah. so. Um, and, and for me, it was like, for me, Harry Potter specifically, there's a story that for me, I relate to things better when there's a story. And I vividly yeah. remember, you know, my dad, when my mom, when Lamont and, and my mom got married. Yeah. Lamont loved Harry Potter. And yeah. we would watch Harry Potter together. And yeah. there was one point where I think one of the scenes got, at some point, we all know in Harry Potter, Harry Potter switches from, oh my gosh, it's so much magic and love. And then it switches to this shit. Good luck, motherfucker. Like, that's, ex- 
that's that's hope hope you brought your tissues because this bitch gonna die. Like, that's, that's exactly, exactly the tone and the it was like somebody went from ha 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 and they pulled a mask back and was like gotcha bitch and it was like <laughs> oh my god. And so there was a point where my mom was like okay yep no more Harry Potter no more witchcraft no more none of that shit and me and my yeah. dad kind of looked at each other in the car and was like we literally were at movie six yeah and was like um, we got two left we have two left and was like wait a minute we're not gonna be able so we didn't watch it and we yeah. kind of fell off that harry Potter. you know we kind of fell off the the hype train of it and you know went on about our lives because when mama says no mama says no um That's and true. then being able to come back and when i re-watched harry potter and tweeted through that that was me watching mm -hmm. six seven and eight for the first time yeah in real time yeah and and it was like man I'm so glad that I went back and watched it because as a kid, I was just happy to be there. Oh, Didn't really sure. know what the fuck was going on, what some yeah. of these words meant, what these feelings meant. But right. now being an adult and understanding grief and understanding stress mm -hmm. and anxiety and being somebody who deals with it and then looking at Harry Potter like, bitch, you are 15 dealing with all this goddamn shit. And, role, and the power of role models because like yes. not for people like the spoiler alert of like. Harry loses all of his idols. Of like them. he loses all of them where he yeah. only has to rely on himself and what he's learned from them, not necessarily their presence, but the more permanent pieces of them, like the yeah. lessons he learned from them. And that's, that's, I mean, that's he's, he's a 17 year old. Like he's but not. Harry was goddamn 17 y'all. Yeah. That movie hits so much differently. And yes. that's the same thing with all of these franchises. Jurassic Park. I, loved jurassic park and i mm -hmm. swore up and down i hated jurassic park 3 rewatched it and i was like damn this movie's not that bad it's just yeah not as good as the other two and you can tell it's a trilogy back in the 2000s and the 90s when they were yeah. like you just got to give more dinosaurs yeah like, okay yeah but yeah i just love it i love it i love being able to go back and watch this so i would say go back all of this to say go back I and find one of your favorites and just yeah. rewatch one of your favorites. Enjoy it. Just enjoy. Don't overanalyze it. Enjoy it because yeah. it'll show you a different appreciation for when I went back and then started watching some of these Marvel movies again. Mm -hmm. I was being hard on Marvel because I was like, listen, if this is all I got to watch and this is all I can consume because I can't get these, I can't get those first moments, like those first moments where you mm -hmm. appreciate a franchise. You're like, damn, I just fell in love with this franchise. I had mm -hmm. that feeling all over again for Harry Potter and I had that feeling all over again for something else I was watching. Uh, Justice League Unlimited, and I was like, God damn it. I feel like I can do this with Marvel. I feel like I can yeah. go back, rewatch this, catch up on it, and mm -hmm. stop nitpicking shit like Eternals and all this other bullshit like yeah. that, and just yeah. enjoy the fucking ride. That was a yeah. whole tangent, but yes. And I think you can do the same with the Lord of the Rings. Yes. And I think I'm very I'm curious so. to see so. where you get like in the two towers, and I'm I mean, especially yeah. when things start to get dark, in the return of the king. I mean, there are moments and we joke about like uh Gandalf being an asshole mm -hmm. um because I mean he kind of is. Um but he has some pretty powerful statements mm -hmm. in the return of the king that brought me to tears. Like that brought me to tears okay. in the theater wait, because so I wait, Gandalf's not dead? No, he's not dead, but he just he no. says some things and there are some lines wait, that Wait, 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 wait. Gandalf fell into a pit at the end of the first one. Oh fuck. Well, Oh, he's alive. You'll see what happens. Like, oh, shit. anyway, oh, fuck. Okay, but he, well, but he has some, he has some moments and there's some things, things that he says throughout, throughout the, well, when you see how he comes back, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And it has more significance okay. in the books than it necessarily oh, does okay. in the movie. But, okay, okay. um, it, 
the in the third one, I mean, he delivers some powerful lines that brought me to tears in the movie. I mean, I remember crying at the end of the Return of the King, huh. but because of the power of the story that had been built up at that mo moment in time. So, and and to your point, I would mm -hmm. love to do an element on this in season three of this podcast, where we mm -hmm. do something called um, like throwback cinema, where mm -hmm. we go back and watch something that we loved just to revisit it yeah. as a, as a group, because I would yeah. love to revisit some of these movies. Like I would love to go back and to revisit the original star Wars with Brian. Like oh, I would yeah. love oh, to, yeah. to unpack not just like the movie itself, but to unpack like the emotion and the identity that's basically the the movie that started it all. But I'd love to go back and do that with with y'all of the movies that you all enjoy. Just to unpack it as a team to talk through it because it, you can learn a lot about yourself, but you also can and learn a lot about like the movies too through how yeah. people connect with them. So and it's, and yeah. that would be so. Because we all have memories attached to shit, oh, and yeah. the feelings that we get hearing that first lightsaber sound, or oh yeah, <coughs> it would be it would just be great. And it season three, great. I'm telling y'all now, season three is going to be so fire. We got some magic. I can't shit. tell you why, but it's just like our season three. Season this is season two for us, right? Yep. And it is us just figuring shit out. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. You know, we just figuring shit out, going with the flow. But season three, I really feel like we are hitting our stride in certain shit from the graphics to everything else. And so uh, I'm just really, really excited for season three and some of the new shit that we're going to be doing. So absolutely. And we've got some, I mean, we're coming to the tail end of season two and we are, we are in such a better, we're in such a good place. So I'm yeah. excited about season three yeah. as well. It's going to be great. Um, Marcus, anything, uh, I'm going to plug a couple of things just to give you a break. Cause you just, Oh no, I'm you, brought the, I'm you, brought the, you brought the funk with that one. So, um, I don't have any other news for us this week. Um, we will be back next week with a movie. We'll announce on our socials what that's going to be, um, whether that's something new or um, one of our Patreon folks recommended that we watch uh, The Devil's Advocate. So we might yeah. watch that, might chat about that as well. Um, but I do want to take some time to plug the lovenerds.com. So oh, we are yeah. in the holiday season and sometimes giving a gift that is homemade that you made yourself for somebody else can be so much more significant than something you bought at a store. Um, so check out the lovesnerds.com for all those recipes for those potlucks you may have to go to, or for a t-shirt you might want to make. Um, they got some great stuff over there. Um, Marcus, what is the mantra up to these days? Uh, the mantra is actually about to open a store. Whoa. So uh, the, the mantra, we just got confirmation today on a Monday that the store is almost ready to go. Um, okay. It has new stuff on there. You're going to what you're going to see on there is going to be new logos. And then you're going to see uh, a new logo and you're going to see the old classic all white Noah logo. But with a few new items. OK, um, it's going to be uh, one hell of a time. The store is going to be opening soon. That'll be follow the follow the mantra dot item order dot com. OK, that's that really cool. Be, all in the bios and it's going to be affordable. We, the one thing that we did not want to do was overcharge and overtax people. Sure. Um, we really want to make sure we're spreading the mantra and allowing the mantra to be put in homes and you wear the shirt, however you want to, whether that's a working shirt or it's a, you're styling it, whatever that is, we want to make sure that you're doing that. So follow us underscore, underscore the mantra. That's where the announcement will be. The store will be open very, very soon. I'm so excited. We've got joggers. We've got tank tops. We've got shorts. We've got hoodies. We've got blankets. We've got windbreakers. We got a whole bunch of shit on there. We got hats. It's going to be great. And I hope y'all enjoy it. 
I'm super pumped for y'all in this coming because I know that this has been some work in progress and their shit yeah. is comfortable. Um, I wear, I mean, my relaxed fit is like sweat, like joggers and my orange fall uh, mantra. Um, yeah. What is that? Sweatshirt. It's a Noah hoodie. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing that I want to plug is I do want to talk uh, and plug uh, our Facebook oh. page, our, our TikTok page. Um, I got it. Don't do? worry about it. Uh, so listen, go to the TikTok. Go to open your TikTok app. Okay, go to fil- hold on. Let me turn the damn Christmas music off. Uh, go to films in black and white on TikTok. Okay, what you're gonna see there is a man dedicated to the craft. Okay, <laughs> he's got this shit to a down to a goddamn Bill Nye the Science Guy Science. Okay, um, he has gone viral. He has gotten his content stolen, um, and True, other people have used have used his content and ideas which means you know what you made it motherfucker you gotta sacrifice um give a little the other thing a lot. That i've done the other thing that i've done is i've riled people up to try oh, to actively yes. troll me as well yes. um yes. i've actually had to make a decision that. as to whether or not to block somebody um and oh is that the I, one guy in the um that was like making f- he was like roasting he's like oh 1998 called yeah they their oh, joke back. I was like motherfucker, this is a joke We're like relax like, thank you ro- thank you goddamn time cop we appreciate right. you for telling putting a date on shit like yeah bro get the fuck out of here anyway, anyway um TikTok, but yeah go to tiktok follow us on tiktok uh doug is doing his goddamn thing you can also follow us on instagram at films of black and white and you'll see the reels and the tiktok there as well um yeah. but follow it you'll get information there you'll get funny shit you also get information. You also get clips from the goddamn podcast itself. Absolutely. So enjoy that there. Marcus, we have a three-step process to success. Would you mind kicking us off with our first step? Damn, it's almost a two-hour podcast. The Let's first go. step, read a book. That's probably my fault because I went on that tangent about You're those movies. Read a book. You want to read a book, and I got a couple books near me. I got a comic book in arm's reach. I got another book in, in arm's reach. And so read a book. Read something. Um, knowledge is power, and your knowledge is power. Don't you know? Don't assume whatever somebody is telling you to be the full truth. Go find out for your goddamn self. Absolutely. That is a great point. Um, step two, drink some water. Look, y'all, uh, we are entering into dry season. Um, and make sure you drink some water. Keep yourself hydrated. It's good for you. It's good to keep yourself uh, hydrated. It helps your bones, helps your joints. Yeah. Um, and it just helps you live a better life, helps you sleep better, helps you feel fuller. So if you're, tra- if you're worried about eating one too many cr- Christmas cookies, maybe have one and have a glass of water. Fill you up a little bit um, and enjoy your life. So um, also eat whatever you want to eat because life is short. So fuck it. Um, So that's just where we're at. So and Marcus, take us home to step three, please, will you? Step three is y'all know what it is. Wash your ass. Okay, You got to wash your ass. Get in the crack. Get in the crevices. Okay, Make sure you're getting suds in there, but also make sure you are washing those suds out. Dry soap is not good for the skin. So make sure you are. Rinsing off before, so give your body a rinse like washing a car. You want to rinse off your body before, then you want to get the soap, then you want to rinse the soap off. Then you, you know what I mean? Then you put on yeah. your little special. I got me a little strawberry scrub I put on my body. Oh. You know what I mean? It's good for the, you know, good for the skin. And, you know, you just want to wash your ass. Make sure your ass is great. Wash your legs. Wash your toes, your feet. Make sure you're getting water on the bottom I'm of your feet. Wash. Jesus, just, just wash you wash yourself and trade out your wash rags. You've been washing with that same wash rag for two months now. You forgot. You thought you it was a new one, but it's yeah. not. You came back from the holiday season and couldn't remember whether or not you replaced it. Well, you didn't. So you, didn't. you should. So you didn't. definitely you get should. after that. Matter of fact, don't even wash it. Just throw that bitch away and grab a new one. <laughs> 
if it has holes in it, it's not doing its job anymore. Jesus Christ. Um, but that does it for this week. Thank you all for joining us for this week's episode of Films of Black and White. We will be back next week with a movie review. Um, and hope y'all have a great start to December. And in the meantime, in between time, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll catch y'all next week. Catch y'all next week. I wonder what the name of the episode is going to be.